0: Welcome to Gratitude,
1: the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free.
0: And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt.
1: Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together.
0: Do you feel like it's hard to find scholarships for a PT school?
1: That's why we started the Gratitude Scholarship to help SPTs
0: just like you,
1: whether you're at an accredited school, you were on academic probation for not getting a B, whether you're first year, second year, third year, it does not matter.
0: Good thing is, all you need to be is a current student physical therapist. Check out how you can support, share, and apply with a link in the description.
1: Oh man, today is episode 174 four, 174 already. And today we're going to talk about what we said we would talk about last week. We gave you guys a little
0: like sneak peek. Gabby, what are we talking about today? So we are talking about should SPTs and clinical instructors or CIs get paid on clinical rotations? And this is something we were foreshadowing for today. Well, here it is. We're going to talk about it. But before we get started, welcome to another episode of Gratitude. And for today, like we said, that is um, our episode title, talking all about clinicals, the eyes, and should we get paid for it? But we have to give some weekly updates. So Sarah, share with all of us what your week has been.
1: I feel like my weekly updates are slowly becoming the same <laughs> every week now. So. This is my this was my second week of long-term clinical rotation and I'm at an inpatient rehab hospital. So, I am officially done with all my orientation days. For those of you who are on clinicals, let me know how were your orientation days? Did you have like 2 days or was it like a week long? Because mine was like a full day, 8 to 4:30 of sitting through a lot of videos made by the CEOs and all of these people. And then there was another day of like transfer training because it's not just with the SPTs, it's with the SLPs and the OTs and the OT students and the nurses and the nurse aides and all these people. So we did transfer training the other day and the last half of the day. So it was two full days. The last half of the day was having a PT come in and OT come in and different people talk about more like, uh, Jayco protocols and their programs that are specific to their JCO certification. So there they are stroke certified and hip fracture certified. So we went through the hip fracture like program and we went through the stroke program and they're trying to get their brain injury, not traumatic brain injury, but brain injury certification through JCO, which is joint commission, uh, as well.
0: So orientation's over and what was it that you did this week? Didn't you use your new kayak?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I forgot what day it was. Okay. I didn't even know what day I went out, but guys, I got a kayak this week. Super excited. I've never had a kayak before because I've never lived somewhere where I could use it. And now I live right by the bay so I can take a kayak out there. And so I was determined to find a dolphin. And guys, I was not gonna come back before I found a dolphin. There are often dolphins out in the bay here, but usually they're pretty far away. Sometimes they'll like speed through right by the seawall by us under the docks and stuff that we were, we would be walking out on, um, but that's kind of rare. So I went out and probably like half an hour goes by. I don't see anything. And I'm like, oh, I didn't find a dolphin. So I turn around. I'm kind of upset, but also really excited because I have a kayak. (laughs) And then I hear like the dolphin spout and I didn't see anything and I like kind of freak out. I'm like, oh my God, where is it? And I almost tip over in the kayak (laughs) because it's a very like unsteady kayak. And I imagine if anyone was watching me, they would have thought I was like having, I don't know. I don't wanna say having a seizure, but it looked very interesting. And then I look in front of me and there are two dolphins coming straight at me. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, I was so excited. And then I froze. You guys know like a moment where you've been looking forward to this and then you just freeze when it actually happens. And I just stood in place and I pulled up my little paddle and I was like, I don't want to hit them. Like they're longer than my kayak. I didn't realize how big they were until they're right there. I just froze there and kind of spun in circles as they swam by. And then I went on my merry way to tell Jason about my dolphin kayaking adventures and he has to still go out there and try it for himself.
0: So more dolphin adventures to come, but I wanted you to share that story.
1: (laughs) And it's relevant to clinicals. You guys are looking forward to them and then you get to it and then you freeze. Anybody else? Yep. I know I did like the first day maybe, or maybe your first clinical and you're like, so excited. You're like, I'm finally out of the classroom and I'm going to do things. And then you get to your first patient and you're like, uh, hi, my name is. And then you're like that SpongeBob episode. Like, what's my name? What's my name? We threw out his name. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Lala, well, SpongeBob. Um, yes.
1: Gabby, like <laughs> what were you up to this week?
0: Let's see. So, this week was my uh, break week. I have two weeks in between clinicals, and it definitely has been nice. I am living at home right now, and honestly, just trying to get things done before um, this break is over. I have one more week left. However, I was able to go hiking, I went to a few waterfalls, and I hope to do uh, that again next week, just because for me, like, I am such a outdoors person, and for anybody who loves hiking, who loves, like, anything outdoors on the water, that is totally me, and I, you know, I went to college um, close to the beach, and don't get me wrong, I love the beach, but I like going for the sunset and sunrise because I burn so easily. So I'm definitely more of a hiking person than a beach person. Sorry for all my beach people. But yeah, so that was my adventures this week. And yeah, just, you know, getting ready for clinic. Um, And then that's really it.
1: Wait, so you want to tell people what is your next rotation? What kind of
0: setting? Yeah, so next rotation is outpatient ortho. And I will be, um, closer to my, my house, which is good for everybody who was listening previously, you know, both of Sarah has a long commute. I also had had a long commute and now we'll be cut in half. So like 15, 20 minutes, which I'm really looking forward to, but my schedule will be a little different. Um, so that will be interesting, you know, adjusting, but I think it will be for the better.
1: I'm excited for you to not have that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that commute
1: anymore oh, and yeah. now you can just go you know you don't have to wake up at six to get to clinic by 7 30 or 8 it's just yeah. Oh, yeah for those of you who've been there you know and we love to hear are you beach people or are you more like hiking or mountain or waterfall people I don't know what to call them <laughs> exploratory because you can still be both maybe just one more than the other
0: exactly but So, okay, let's get into it. So we saw a thread last week or it was two weeks ago where it was talking about should students get paid for clinical rotations and then adding to that should um, clinical instructors get paid additionally for being CIs. And there was a whole thread on Twitter. And so we haven't talked about this yet and we want to, But we did put a poll in our Instagram stories and majority of you for should you get paid as a student said yes. Should you get paid as a clinical instructor? Yes. So we want to talk about it. We want to talk about both sides of the coin.
1: Also, I'm curious to hear for those of you on live or replay, put live or replay below. um, And do you pay extra tuition to go on your clinical rotations? Like, Some schools, depending on what you have, if you also have some classes online, for example, I have like PT business practices online while I'm on my rotations, but so like my cost per credit is the same. So I'm paying for that PT business practices class. It's, I don't know, two or three credits at like $750 a credit. And then you also pay on top of that for your clinical rotation, because they count those as credits, quote unquote. And so I'm paying for it all, but it's way less than a normal semester because in normal semester, we've had like 18 credits or so, depending on the semester. And now it's only like $7,000.
0: That's insane. That's really great that they adjust the, the credits too. And for my school, nothing gets adjusted. It is the same price. Unfortunately, um, but I mean, for you do have to think about it with some institutions, you know, they will keep it all universal, the same, um, no matter if you're going on clinical rotations or not. But one thing that I was getting a little frustrated about is, and all of you, you know, you're paying for university, um, you know, the gym or whatever it may be. And you still have that on your tuition bill, even though you're not even gonna be close to campus. So that's one thing I wish they would take off for us going on our long-term rotations because we're not gonna be back until graduation. We're not utilizing the facilities. So other than that, um, I know like Sarah, some, some programs have it adjusted, some do not.
1: Yeah. And the thing is because yours is the same every semester and ours is variable. Like my first semester was more expensive than your first and now it's cheaper than yours because yours just stays the same. So overall, I don't know which is better, which is worse. We're just here to say what is kind of happening between a private institution like the one Gabby's at and a public institution like the one that I'm at and anything in between. (laughs) It's all going to be a little bit different. And the thing is, Also, you guys have to think about like for any healthcare profession or for any like teacher or somebody like that, um, you guys have student teaching, for example, or for, I don't know, some other OT. So OT students, SLP students, um, none of us get paid on your rotations. And is it because of the liability? Is it because you're paying the school? Like the money kind of goes poof. <laughs> it's like, where is this going? Um, and I just want to point out that obviously we're not the only profession that goes through this. And I just want to start with that before we keep going.
0: Exactly. But we want to know, are there any programs that you know of that they pay their PT students? Because there are, there's one program that our, uh, one of our students told us about. And this specific program, they do get paid to go on their clinical internships. And I would be curious, do you know if your program does that, of any other program? Um, Because that's really interesting too. And we'll have to get someone on the podcast if you guys are interested in having someone talk about that and their experience. But, you know, and also, I mean, depending on what the higher ups in the institution, because, you know, you know, the PT program, they don't, set the price for tuition it's usually going higher up the chain and you have to always think about that too because your professors like even though you are you know maybe going on long-term clinicals that doesn't mean they're like oh we want this to be you know as you know uh, cost cost effective as possible but with traveling and you know paying for rent in a different place it's it's difficult um but yeah i would be curious to know if anybody gets paid for their clinical internships.
1: And the other thing to think about too is, say for example, in a world that all PT students and other healthcare professionals and teachers and everything would like to see one day where we get paid for our internships, and we don't have to pay for to essentially work full time for free. Um, like it's it's quite a big cost and sometimes you're not actually doing the full-time work. So I can see both sides here. So I can see the side of the students are going in, they're not taking a full caseload. Why would we pay them? And I can see the side of why don't we decrease their tuition or pay them something for the work that they are doing or help them you know, give more scholarships for that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, the tuition you're paying to the school, although your professors don't set it, they still need to get paid somehow too because they're still teaching the other classes even though you're not there
0: that's a good point to make because they they need to get paid and that's where you know a lot of their salary comes from but you know talking about students let's kind of transition into clinical instructors because as a clinical instructor there are some incentives so if you work at a, um, a clinic And say you are, I mean, however many years out of school, there are some clinics that will, you know, you can go up the, you know, go up the chain and get paid more if you are an APTA certified instructor. And so there are differences. So for example, my CI was, you know, not APTA certified. She was just a PT and she was my, she was my CI, um, but going through there's a certification process to go through. I believe you get CEUs for it, but don't quote me on that. Um, and so that also depends too. But the real question: Should your CIs get paid because they're taking on a student? They're taking on um, you know additional documentation. They have to look over your documentation and you know uh, revise anything. So that takes additional time. They have their own caseload plus. They're trying to give you a caseload so that you can be entry level at the end. And there's just so many things that come into play. But should a physical therapist who regularly takes students be paid more than, say, another PT who does not take students? And, um, you know, that can also go either way. But just in my experience from all the things that my CI did for me and like took the additional time to teach me. I think she should have gotten paid a little more than um, you know, what she may be getting paid now. Yeah,
1: and the other thing you said too—if they're APTA certified CIs, which obviously you don't have to be to be a CI, which is the other Uh, thing—you don't know who your CI is going to be necessarily until maybe right before, and you reach out and you're like trying to fill out all this information on Exact, and you're like, okay, are they APTA credentialed? Yes or no? Like, what are the other certifications? Does it really matter? I don't know, but if they have um, the APTA one and have a little bit of an incentive. Maybe they'll have or set aside some time to spend with you. Maybe it's going to be a little easier for them to do that. Um, and it's just a lot, a lot of like details that go into this. So the question is, if students should get paid something or decrease tuition while they're on their rotations, and CIs who take on the students should get paid, who should pay them? (laughs) Because that's the real question. So should it be the school taking the tuition you gave them and giving part of it to the CI? Or should it be the APTA taking part of the money that people pay to do the APTA CI credential and then give them a little bit of an incentive that way? Or should it be the clinic itself that pays because the clinic does make money off of you, whether you're at a hospital or outpatient rotation, the clinic is making money off of you and you're paying them to do it, which is insane. But I understand like for liability purposes and everything, it's a lot to think about guys. I wish this was a simple yes or no question, but of course we all want the same thing. We all want everybody to have some more money. We want them to have some more time to spend with you as a student. And of course, Gabby, and I feel the same way. Like, of course, we want the CIs to have a little bit more freedom to spend time with you and not have to worry about, well, I still have to meet these productivity standards, even though I have this student that I'm trying to carry along with me.
0: And that can be really tough too, especially when you're just, you know, starting and you're not familiar with the clinic, with the documentation, the productivity, but you know, you have, you have to get up to speed really quickly because your CI, depending on where you are in your education, they expect you to be at a certain level. And if you're not there yet, then communicate with your CI and say, you know, look, I, I still don't feel comfortable, you know, doing some manual skills. Can we have an additional hour or two a week so we can go over this stuff? And that's okay. And that's one thing that I do want to emphasize too, like your CIs want to, you know, teach you and they want you to grow. And that's why they, they wanted, or they are a CI, some may not have chosen, but for the majority, they agreed to take on a student. And that means like teaching them and having you grow throughout the process, um, where you can look back the first week to the end and say, wow, like this was, this was insane how much that, um, I found growth within myself. And, you know, that's one thing it's so important to communicate with your CI say like, Hey, I need, I want an additional hour just to go over, um, techniques, or if there's anything that you're struggling with, because. Most likely they will block off an hour in their schedule to do that with you if you speak up, but you have to speak up about it because if you don't, then they're just going to assume that you're okay and that's not always the case.
1: Guys, people have a soft spot for students. Let's be honest. They were there once. They remember feeling like, what the hell am I even doing? Like with this patient in front of me and they understand, okay, even if it was a while ago, they see you and they see you struggling and they see you growing and learning and they think of themselves in the past. And if you can pull the student card while you're a student, you'll be a lot better off after you graduate because after you graduate, you can't pull the student card anymore. You can't say, you know, I didn't get enough practice of this before I came on this rotation because it's not a rotation anymore. It's a J-O-B.
0: <laughs> we don't have that look, you know, my CI needs to look over my notes, but you might think that in the first week, like, oh, someone needs to look over my notes. What time do I leave? That's what I was hearing from my CI's experiences when she got her her first job. But yeah, it's all, all very interesting. We wanna hear, what are your thoughts? Because we want to know more, you know, what your program's doing, what your, you know, do you agree with this, do you not? It's all very intricate and there's so much that goes into it, but we wanted to bring this topic up today since it is relevant right now. Since we are going through the pandemic still, we are you know, getting all the clinical hours that we can and just be very thankful for your clinical education team, your CIs, because this is all really difficult for them too um, and the clinic directors who allow you to go to the clinic or hospital. Um, so that's what we wanted to talk about today and we hope you guys have a great weekend and we will see you here next week. Bye guys. Have a good weekend.
1: Thanks for listening to gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
0: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.